Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Provincial State of Mind with myself, Owen Harrison, Jeff Neville and Tom Savage. This is a podcast focused on all four Irish provincial sides in both URC and European competitions. We discuss what happened the previous weekend, what we can expect from each province in their upcoming games, as well as any major off-field news. So, Jeff, how's your week been? I am, well, first off, I'd like to congratulate you on getting your name right this week. Oh, uh, I know. Well, well done. Well, well done. done. That was, well that done was good. That well done. <laughs> Um, otherwise, yeah, I'm living my best life. Absolutely living my best life. There was a, a that 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 Irish fans game on Saturday. Brilliant win. Um, my own team had a win on Sunday as well, so that was nice. Um, Monday was just a nice day, to be honest with you. A really nice day. I went to a spa yesterday, a spa, and I got my first ever massage. And I tell you one thing: at the very start, I was. Probably the most awkward person in the world. I was like, I don't like this. Like, I'm only here because I kind of have to be because I signed up. But I like broadening my horizons and all that jazz. And I tell you one thing, by the end of it, I was like, this, I hope this never ends. This is incredible. Like, if this is how the other half live. I want to live at the span now. Like, if this is how the other half live, I was like, I get it now. Like, I understand. Um, But uh, no, it was nice. Yeah, it was nice. Um. So then woke up this morning, you know, and you're all relaxed and everything like that after two days at the spa. And then you get to drive the M50 and the M1 and all that happiness just goes away and turns back into rage. So kind of all cancelled out. But no, my, yeah. my, my rage has been topped up. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you leave <laughs> and you're like, I'm happy. I'm relaxed. The world is wonderful. Birds are singing. And then some moron in a Fiat Punto nearly cuts you off. And you're like, what are you doing? And you're, you're all that tranquility is just out the window. So no, um, back to normal now. But no, living my best life, absolutely loving life, and uh, you know, still kind of, I still kind of watching bits of that Irish match from the weekend. But what a win! Like it was, for once, I actually enjoyed rugby this weekend, so that was nice. Um, but otherwise, mm. yeah, that's pretty much mm. it now for me. Not sure if I buy that. I like, no. I like rugby. You, you, this week. you enjoying rugby? I don't know. I like rugby, the sport. Yeah, no, the sport. The sport itself, not is, uh, o- is okay. <laughs> the sport is F- fine. A five out of ten. It's okay. <laughs> five out of seven, maybe. What's that? How's your week been, Tom? All right, yeah. Go on. Me? All I, uh, I have been parenting. That's what I've been doing. Looking after another human being, ensuring they don't die. And I've been doing very well for the last couple of days. Long may it continue. <laughs> here's hoping <laughs> it's uh it's mad just being just completely obsessed with this uh this little girl it's like everything okay there and uh yeah just that's all i've been doing literally not literally just that like trying to work out how to do under pressure putting a uh one of those maxi cozy you know those car seats into the the, the, the thing and it's got to click and go go green i had to do that with people watching me the other day and it is the most humiliating five minutes of my life. Just like, here we go. Oh, damn. Here we go. Oh, what? Come on. It, it doesn't become is... truly embarrassing until you have to open up the YouTube video to see how to do it correctly. <laughs> no, because I was basically, I was just trying to just repeat what I was doing because I've done it before and it's gone green. If I just keep moving it here, it's going to go green. And people were just there looking at me, but silently. It's, and it's, just... it's a tough it's a tough thing to do though because they one can go green then and the other side won't go green and you're like 
why is one if one is green surely the other one should be green there's no and explanation like, and like but the little baby was in the seat while all this was happening <laughs> just getting jiggled around so I was just like <laughs> looking into the seat kind of going I'm so sorry <laughs> I really hope this is not a formative experience for you I am better at doing things it's going normally give you a bad review like an Uber yeah. driver or something. a bad <laughs> Uber driver <laughs> Food was the same thing I've been eating the whole week. <laughs> Car seat was a nightmare. Dry, he drove it two, two kilometers an hour. <laughs> two stars. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was fairly humiliating. Now I must say, um, but other, other than that, uh, just obsessing over the stupidest things, like, like when when my daughter farts, for example, I'm just like, yes, good stuff, great stuff out of you. And it's just like, what has my life become? This is what I'm doing now. And I'm just like, this is brilliant. I love this. Anyway, it's something to say to you, Tom. When you tell your daughter, I found my wallet. I will say it. Do you know yeah. what? She's been a bit cranky the last couple of days. That'll, that'll set her right. <laughs> and I'll say, and I say that she was worried about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell her I found my wallet. We're all good. Do you know where I found it? The pa- the, do you know the little pocket on your car door? That I, uh, the not, no, no, no. Not my door. The passenger door. So uh, clearly someone saw it and said, I know what to do with this wallet. I'll put it down here for safekeeping. I'll, I'll put it somewhere and, where and it's never, never been Jeff. before. And never tell Jeff. So yeah, I found it eventually. So you can you can tell your daughter that we're all good. She's off the hit list. She's going to be so <laughs> relieved. It's like she was thinking, is he going to implicate me in that? Does he think it was me? I had nothing to do with it. I can't even hold my head up. <laughs> Never that's mind. What, that's what she wants me to think. She's in my mind. She's <laughs> oh, in my head. Oh, she was. She had you rumbled to all the big wallet scheme, the great wallet that's, heist. That's, that's her there, just walking across the camera behind you. <laughs> just like he doesn't suspect a thing. Does the double, <laughs> double take. It's like, oh no. <laughs> what was you doing? Uh, my my week's been quiet enough. Although I did, I was in what you call it, went out to grab a. A wrap at lunchtime today and do you know what i got today i came across the first time i'd seen them in the shop was the uh, cabri's cream eggs are out at the moment and I, i'm partial to a cabri's cream, they, cream they've egg. they've been they've been out for ages yeah oh, years yeah, but years I've, years yes thanks for that <laughs> <laughs> but the white ones i've only come across the white ones today I know I hadn't seen them before, so I got one of mine today. For some I reason, they, they look too much like real eggs for me to enjoy eating them. They look too sweet for me. And I they are this, very sweet. I base this I without actually it. having eaten one. I'm just like, you're too sweet for me. I don't need to eat you. Yeah, it's like... You're it, stereotyping it, the egg there. I am, I am. <laughs> it, it looks too much like a real egg. It's like, I can't eat fish if it's got a head on it, because it looks too much like fish. Do you not like eggs? I look like an egg. I do like eggs, but I wouldn't eat an egg raw. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Just, to clarify. Clarify. <laughs> Just to clarify. Just to clarify. It didn't mean raw. <laughs> but if you're picking an egg up out of the shop, it would be raw. As the same way that I would be picking a white Cadbury's cream egg that is a raw Cadbury's cream egg. I would be eating it straight away. Whereas if it was just sort of brown, it would be grand. Well, yeah, then it's kind of a chocolate egg. But if it's a if it's a white egg, I'm just like that could easily be an actual egg, and it would just give me slightly, slightly put me off, slightly put me off, and then I would just go home and eat my my dry toast anyway. This is just 
Look, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a weird guy. Okay, <laughs> just accept this. Yeah. I refuse enjoy? to eat. I refuse to eat the white egg. I'm gonna go home and have toast without butter. Yes. Did you, did you enjoy the the white cream egg? Would you recommend? Yeah, I would highly recommend the white cream egg. Now, I I like white chocolate, but I would highly recommend the white cream egg. I'll give it a go. Yeah. Maybe they'll, it, it is, maybe they'll sponsor the show. <laughs> white cabbage cream eggs. But o- only for a couple of weeks around Easter. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll move on to the rugby then because we have, a, we have a lot to talk about this week. So we'll kick off with uh, Ireland versus France. Ireland won 32-19 in a dominant display. Um, although it was quite close up to half time, France had a a chance to actually go in ahead, I think it was at halftime if they'd scored. Um, yeah, I can, was, I can uh, confirm if they had scored more points than Ireland before they would, they would have actually led it, they would have led at halftime, they would have gone in ahead. That's a fact. You can, you can imagine what Andy Farrell would have said then. He would have been like, You said, Guys, lose it. They've scored more points. If it stays like this, we're going to lose the game. This can't happen. <laughs> um, is this the I'm, best rugby actually, game? I actually, I actually here. feel that Owen is actually annoyed that I interrupted to say that. <laughs> I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely, he was looking, I was like, I'm actually sorry. Fuming by it. <laughs> he's fuming by it, look at him. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he's fuming by it. <laughs> was this the best game of rugby you've seen in X number of years? Yeah, it was like... Definitely. Even that first 40 minutes, you're kind of like, I can knock this off now. Like, I don't need the other 40. Like, this has already lived up and surpassed expectations. Like, do you remember the uh, France-New Zealand game? I think it was the end of the Autumn Internationals last year. And it was just a whopper. It was the one where Intimac ran from behind his oh, yeah. line and out the back to, to the wing. And, like, it kind of reminded me of that. Just wild. And then you have like decisions that were non-decisions or wrong decisions and you have tries that shouldn't have been scored, etc. that were scored or shouldn't have been given that were given. Like it was unreal. It was just a phenomenal game. It was like the two best teams in the world going at it and like just what a game. Like unbelievable. Yeah, totally agree. As I say, first time we're number one and two have played each other in the Six Nations. Cracking game, lived up to it, full of entertainment, full of decisions that shouldn't have been given or weren't given or whatever way. In the end, look, people talk about Wayne Barnes and things like that. I think look, the only thing he got wrong was the, the um, really that influenced the game was the headshot on Herring by Antonio. And I he, think, yeah, I think he's I been think, cited and got three weeks since. I know Wayne Barnes got an awful lot of stick for that, for that decision. But surely his refereeing team have to be stronger there. Like, was it Matt Carley was beside him and just kind of... Yeah, you, you, Matt Carley was, was kind of like, uh, what? Well, like, speak, you know, he has to, he has a duty there to speak up as well. Like, And not to, not in a rude way, I'm not saying that, but it's a refereeing team. Like, and even if TMO just says, let's have another look at that, or I think it's this. I know it's ultimately Barnes makes the ultimate call, but the team around him let him down there as well, I feel. They should do they a secret vote amongst the officials. Yeah, they need to have a code word in there because what you can't have really is is like a, an assistant referee come out and go, 
Nah, Wayne, you got that way wrong. No, no, not like that. And then Barnes is like, no, 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 you're gonna. No, I'm you just going. turn and then you suddenly you, have a big disagreement on. You the say thing. something like, "I don't like eggs," and they go, "Oh," and they go, "Oh, wait a wait a minute, wait a minute, what?" Or and cough, they know that they know it's about a, to go down. Cough in a pattern. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. We better look at this again. Although I do love when TMOs kind of get really peevish when they're talking to the referees. It's like, I think you should just look at this again. We've just got another angle for you here. Hang on a second there. It's like when you <laughs> when, when someone forwards on an email as per my last angle. email and you're like, oh, oh, as per your last email, is it? Oh, Jesus. Thanks for the catch up as I can recap at the start of a box set. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah, it's, uh, but I, I, I don't think... Look, it was absolutely a red card, right? But I think it was good for the contest that it didn't go down to 14 versus 15. Even though it should have, I'm happy it didn't. But if that it, makes sense. It, but that way of thinking can creep into the game. I know. It that's has the to thing. just be given. Like, I know. Oh shit. Like, yeah, I know. But like, you look at the. Do you ever get this feeling with referees? That when they miss one thing and they know they've messed up, that they then sort of compensate the team, the other team, and the rest of the game. Like the low incident that Troy shouldn't have been given. Well, the, the, he wasn't offered the camera angle. True. I, True. Well, like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Little bit of Schadenfreude there was there, you know. I was, I know, I was like, well, oh, it's like, oh wait, oh the TV director, that would have been the first angle straight away. They would have drawn, they would have coloured in his boots. They would, they would have had like a CGI skeleton, like it was like CSI Miami or something. It's just like, look, he's scraped he's outside the line. For sure, mon ami. I, I, I think the way that the quest, the fact that he gave the try. And the on-field decision was try. The way that came, I think even even with the TV replays, can you say for certain that his boot went to the ground? Was it just touching the grass? Did it touch the ground? Which counts? But I, I'm not sure that you, there's, there's enough evidence there to, to say without a doubt it was down or not. Not on the day. Yeah. Like on the day, like, he made the right call with what the, with the evidence presented to him, and you can't and, and, you, and look and you can't and turn around fair. and be like you know you made the wrong call because you're showing an angle after the fact. Like yeah, that was after the fact, but like that's like when you're in an argument with someone and you're presented with new evidence which changes things, but you still go no 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 I'm right. Like it's after the fact that that evidence came in. So I mean, but what, what can you that, do that's there? Like, like? That's like you when we're talking about the the scores or the prediction every week. I was right. I was the only one to back Ireland this weekend as well, I believe. Were so, you, though? Were you, though? Yes, I was. Were you, Chef? Were you? Were you, though? You sent in a sure. message because you had sure. to go take care of someone. And Owen sat there and went through every reason why France would win. And I said, you're dead right, but Ireland are still going to win. And they did. The power of belief that should be in an ad. Listen. <laughs> what you just said? I, I have it now. You could say, like, like, the way Owen made it sound, it sounded impossible. You could go, like, Impossible is nothing. You could go. Actually, no. It's or, not. Or I could say. I could say. I could say. Just do it. Just do it, and by do it, I mean beat France. <laughs> just do it. I think. To I'm be fair, though. 
if you look at if that game happened in France in the World Cup, right? When they were when they would go to look at we'll say Damien Pinot about an angle that would show him with his foot possibly in touch, all of a sudden it would just kind of do a kind of a crossfade into like Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom for however long. And it's like sorry, every time we do every time we try to go looking for that angle. Indiana Jones, we're really sorry. We can't work out where that is. Or you could just show the angle of that low attempt as well. And you ask, is Penno making an effort to wrap with his left arm? Because that's the shoulder he's leading with. And he's absolutely not as well. Like he's just shouldered. Like he's not actually gone for an attempt to tackle there at all. So, I mean, that's a penalty try either way. I'm just prepared for France to get their revenge in the World Cup by just the most heinous TV editing going out of something <laughs> and then just just being completely justified <laughs> can we get tmo and the simpsons comes up it's like oh sorry it's like, this, we interrupt no. our regular broadcast to no. Be this. no there's no no we only have indiana jones on this angle and we have the simpsons over here in this angle and they're or, both in french <laughs> or it's a guy it's a guy just sitting there going no no <laughs> we no. cannot find we cannot we cannot find this angle but we do have no. we have a nice pullout shot of pigeons taking off from the grass we don't have that angle background. but here's the guy painting the stadium <laughs> from the inside again <laughs> oh my god this Not tweet a... just popped up in my timeline we're going to get very excited about this right hang on but... it is my understanding talks have taken place which could potentially see Ealing join the URC our beloved Ealing train finders have, have they found a trail yes. to the URC <laughs> Can we can we come back to that one later? <laughs> we try and stay on track. <laughs> lot of, of ball and playtime. 46 minutes and 10 seconds. That is the most amount of ball and playtime that France have endured in a long time. Certainly within the last year, year and a half, where every other game, the max they've played ball and playtime was 36 minutes. So this is a big jump. And they were looking at it. Do you want to know another fact? I do. Despite there being over 20 kicks more in the Ireland game than any other game at the weekend, they gained a combined 1,334 metres with ball in hand, which is the highest tally, or the second highest tally ever in a Six Nations match. So not only did they kick 20 times more, but they also had the second highest tally of ball in, play, or ball in hand metres made. So that kind of shows the kind of game that was. Standard of kicking oh, from the yeah. Irish backline was outstanding. All of them. Ringrose, McCluskey, Lowe, Keenan. Like Sexton kicked the least out of all the outside backs. Um, all the rest of them did such a good job. That's part of the, like part of keeping France active, the amount of infield kicks that they made. Like even one mistake there lets France in and they are big and powerful. But were you as shocked as I was about how much ball France played in this game? Played a lot of ball. Unlike them, as of late. Do you think they're trying something out? That that was my feeling in it. Because if you look at Canal Plus, they have a YouTube video, a YouTube channel. <laughs> Canal Plus. And um, they have halftime footage. And in the footage, you can see Fabian Galtier kind of saying to the lads, it's like, mon ami, we need to not kick, we, we need to kick the ball more. We do not need to play as much football in our half of the field. You understand this, yes? And then they did. So wild, maybe, wild, maybe wild, wild he said it in English, isn't it? It's but you know what? He's aware of the cameras. He knows we're watching. 
But you look at it's that, like you a look second at, fair city. <laughs> when, when who's not from Ireland just speaks English when nobody else from Ireland. <laughs> like, Arlie, how's it going? Where's the. Yeah. <laughs> Have you checked your carbon monoxide alarm? <laughs> but yeah, look, it, it's. It was uncharacteristic for the France that we know over the last number of years. But when you look at what you said there, like maybe they are trying out a different way of playing. But all I know is after every multi-phase sequence that they went through, they earned a penalty. They kicked a goal, certainly in the first half. But they looked wagged after every burst of those multi-phase sequences because Ireland scored almost in return every single time. They dropped a goal as well, which I thought was wild. Yeah, it's like it's a kind of a, a nod to a nod to tradition. <laughs> I enjoyed seeing it anyway. I was just like, what a surprise for you to do that. <laughs> Apparently as well, it's the second time a Sean Edwards coach defense has conceded a bonus point in the Six Nations. That was a I, shocking stat. I heard that earlier in the week and I was just like, that can't be true. But you know what? I didn't care enough to go and see whether it was. So I yeah. just sat there, gone and gobsmacked. Just like, wow! I hope that's true. I feel bad for um, <laughs> I feel really bad for saying that Ireland had to score more points than France, and Owen got really angry. So I've just loads of homework done. So I just want to get back in this good. Yeah, it's like just just jump it in there. It's gonna go and see all these facts that I know. I have an unbelievable fact for later on. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a good one too. You're gonna like it, on. I can tell already. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it now. And that fact is. <laughs> Scrums are stupid. <laughs> Jesus. Like, I know, <laughs> I, like, there was four scrums for Ireland in that game, and I know there was no penalties conceded. So I don't really have, you know, like, we, oh, and we talked about the scrum there last week. Like, don't really, I can't really say, like, or we can't really say that the scrums were a factor. But the fact that France didn't get a scrum penalty goes Laughable. beyond logic. <laughs> Sure, didn't we? We were looking at clips. I saw your 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 clip on your and your. I think you have a Patreon as well, don't you? I think, yeah, I think yeah, you had, I it, you had yeah, a thing up yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I and I looked yeah. at the scrums and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what anyway, was the URL of that again? Because I was looking at. I was trying oh, to figure I it out there the other day. It's something like Patreon.com forward. That would that would make sense. The, the loose first H. Yeah, yeah. That the the, the loose H. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, I, that's yeah. the thing I was wondering. Yeah. The, the the video that you were looked that you showed though, because we got a freebie. You got a freebie, in, yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah, in the WhatsApp group. Yeah. <laughs> you got a freebie. I, I knew Owen would like it. I actually emailed it to Owen as soon as it was done because I know how Owen feels about the Irish scrum, and I was like, "I, you're so was, right." One in particular, I think, it was actually really early first, in the game. The very first scrum. I was fucking first astounded watching that game back. That France didn't get a penalty. Astounded. The fact that Ireland scrummaged towards the West Stand, I think it was at that point. It wasn't even. It wasn't even <laughs> close to straight. And like it's they were literally scrummaging. It's important to say like, they didn't <laughs> they didn't concede a scrum penalty, and that's fine. But as soon as that is refed, like that's were they eighty seconds into the game in the round, like three points France, bang, done, Romeo done. Like and like and that early in the game, that would have set the tone for the rest of the game because that, that would be a, a clean yeah. pumping against the head. And it didn't happen. And instead, and you, you kind of feel like a conspiracy theorist afterwards, you know, because <laughs> you're like, well, it should have been a penalty. <laughs> the scrum matters, I swear. <laughs> Someone said but that like, to me on, on Twitter about me and Owen. They were like, where's all these scrum yellow cards? And I was like, 
don't be that person. Like, come on, look, dude. look at the scrum. If it was ref, there would have been. But like, well, I, I think this 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 comes to to one of the questions I was going to say because to me, the scrum is Ireland's Achilles heel. The mm-hmm. fact that someone hasn't been able to exploit it yet doesn't change that fact. Because if you're to look at the Ireland squad as it stands now, where where are the weaknesses in it? If you're if you're trying to attack Ireland or you're trying to look at that Irish squad, where do you see the weaknesses in it? The scrum. Mall D, maybe. But the scrum is the biggest one, both sides of the ball. But like again, Achilles thought he was the baddest guy going as well. Somebody <laughs> hit him and dig into his heel, <laughs> and he was just like, "Ah, you bastard! Ah, I'm, de- <laughs> I'm defeated." Who told you? <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> it's just it's one of those things that like it wasn't refereed here because I think Wayne Barnes had a bit of a bit of a short time game. To be honest, I think that it, it he wasn't going to get into a, you know the bog down scrummaging game. To be but, fair. Ag- but again, I mean, that scrum was about 15-ish yards from the touchline. Like. Yep. It's, yeah, where's it's, your not, it's, it's not all on Barnes to be able to spot that. Like, I mean, it was about 15 yards away from his AR. And I mean, straight in, like straight in. Like, yeah. who, who's, like, it doesn't have to be Barnes to call that. Like. Yeah, but like, I, think, like, I look at it and I go, like, it's fine. Like, Arden got away with the scrum in this game. But... It'll be the game that Ireland do not get away with the scrum. That's going to be the one where everybody's going to be like, ah, ah, my heel. I'm wondering how it could have happened. Those three morons were correct. They were right. God damn it. That's worse. But, but I, I think it, it does come down to, like, if you, you look at that game, it comes down to two very different strategic views of the game and the scrum as well. Because you look at French rugby, French rugby is about having the biggest pack you can find and also having the biggest replacements you can find off the bench to go on and smash bodies and actually go and scrummage. Whereas Ireland have taken a completely tactical, different view on it. And they're saying the scrum as refereed at the moment is little, it's not a contest anymore. It's not being refereed. Referees will run away from anything to do with penalties and decisions that may affect the the outcome of a game and view the scrum as a restart-only method. They want the ball. The minute that ball is put in and comes anywhere close to the number eight's feet, the shout is, use it. Use it, yeah. And once it's use, use it, it right? it's never a penalty. Unless the exactly. ball kind of pops back in to the scrum because of pressure. You really do have to pump the scrum like... Basically, you're just destroying a group, a group of under eights who've never scrummaged in their lives. That's the sort of knowledge that you need to show now to get that penalty. You do. And Ireland have taken a what is a very reasonable, I think, position on that and have said, okay, someone like, like Porter has fundamental issues with his scrummaging technique. And he does in terms of his setup. It's been clear for a yeah, long no, while it's... now and you can still see it. No, like you, you can see it, and any spider can. You can see it. It's plain as day. I hate but the fact that it doesn't. Owen, but it doesn't matter. Since Owen said it to me, I can't unsee it. It's one of those things. <laughs> like I just, 
I can't unsee it now. Every time I look up, I'm like, there it is. Like, no, there it is. He's at, an, he's at the angle again. There it is. And he seems to have borrowed Richie McCall's invisibility cloak. Since Richie has retired, he seems to have inherited that. And just the referees don't want to see it. They can't see it. And for Ireland, it works out brilliant because Porter adds so much in the loose. Like you saw from his try, from his breakdown work, from his rocking. He adds so much there that for him to be able to get away with that is fundamental to Ireland's game plan. It turns him from a kind of a potentially very flawed player into a world-class guy who is a game winner for Ireland. I'm going to give you a comparison. He is what Mushy Buckley could have been about 10 years ago. Yeah. That's a very, like, our younger listenership are probably like, what? Who? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are these guys on about? I tell you, though, I mean, getting away from the scrum. Yeah, Kane and Doris, huge game. Hugo Kane and huge game. Um, Someone I thought had an unbelievable game, given the circumstances, Ronan Kelleher. A bulldog of a game, that fella. had an unbelievable game from the bench. Absolutely unbelievable game from the bench. He was unbelievable. And like he's in, the, his breakdown work, so physical and so much of it, he was very, very good. Like, he kind of came in and reminded everybody why everybody was so excited about him when he first broke through, before Dan Sheehan broke through. Um, Number one and number two with Mo for me. Like both of those back, guys playing. And back to me. We're back to me. <laughs> and we're back in the room. Ron Keller's room. And we're back to me. Thank you. <laughs> and three, but, you're uh, going to wake Thomas... up and you're going to think I'm the best hooker in the world. One, two, three, you're awake. <laughs> <laughs> I think as well, another fellow who I thought had a really busy game, and I know this because I did the homework. I looked at every rock. Every why, one of them. why did you do that, Tom? Because I have a Patreon site as well. No way. Exactly. That is totally unexpected yeah. news. And the URL is patreon.com. You've got to put patreon.com in. Oh, like mine. Slash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like yours. Like a yeah, slash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then three red kings. All one word. Three so red simple. kings. But there's only one of me and I'm not a king. So, so there you go. So simple. So, so simple. yeah. Um, but I looked at the breakdowns. I looked at the rooks. And Peter O'Manny had an astounding game. You tell 56, 56 minutes he played and was... I'd say up until I would say maybe the, the late 60s in the minutes, he was right there, uh, top performer at the breakdown um, with regards to the efficiency of what he was doing. And when you consider it again, a bit like the week before, people kind of go, did he have a quiet game? No, he didn't. The latch, <laughs> he really didn't. The latch he had for Andrew Porter's try was almost like he was set up on a scrum machine himself, the position yeah. he was in. He was absolutely perfect, like perfect. He'd have driven one of the three of us over. <laughs> Just, that took no, me a second. I was like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? We, we, would, have, we, 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 would, have we would have crumpled and then he would have driven us over. We would have folded in half. <laughs> then he would have he would posted have driven, us. Yeah. He would have driven the crumpled remains <laughs> over the driveway. But yeah, he did very well. Yeah, I, I saw the clip that um, you were on about there, Jeff, and I had the exact same thought. It was like the angles of everything from yeah. the flat back to the perfect sort of right angle at the, with the knee all the way it. down. And to and to get in that position that quickly, like, oh, it was phenomenal, like phenomenal. And like, 
if people are wondering what it is or like you know or kind of wondering what that image is i'll find it and i'll post it or whatever like but and slow it down just to show but like it was technically incredibly perfect within uh, like how long did he have to set up like half a like a second like a three seconds it was actually freakish like and you you look at port like porter does the same thing in terms of he takes the contact and stays high to allow that support come in for the latch but it's it's that hit that drives through again it's like the the teamwork the timing involved in that is just phenomenal absolutely do we talk about keenan now or do we talk about keenan later with leinster the contract side well, we'll, do, we'll cover that with Leinster. We don't have yeah. too much else to talk about with Leinster, to be honest. They'll win again. So Boring. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> the other Six Nations games, then, we'll just cover those quickly. Scotland uh, beat Wales 35-17. It was Warren Gatlin's first loss ever to Scotland as a coach. Scotland's um, first, uh, first two games in a row since ninety six. And I only found I only found out this week, but last weekend was the first time when they beat England was the first time Scotland had scored a bonus point in the Six Nations that wasn't against England. A four try bonus point against Italy. Huh? They have only ever scored a try bonus point against Italy. Last week against England was the first time they had done it against anyone but Italy. No way. What? Yeah. Yeah. What? No way. Surely, ah, they, I, that, surely that is a mad set. That, that is the first time tries. they had a four bonus, a four try bonus point win against anyone other than Italy. Jesus, that's. Now I oh, hope you have a, a better stat. stat. You said you you said that you is had a, a stat. good stat. I do have a good stat. I do have a good stat. But geez, I hope it lives up to those levels. That's wild. Well done, Scotland. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I don't know what it's to we, say. We can forgive you now for the old uh, battered fried uh, deep fried Mars bars thing. That atrocity. Well done, there. Scotland. Well done. So they're, they're building up nicely. Um, and then England on Sunday defeated Italy 31-14. Um, they seem to be getting a, a bit of momentum behind them, but they still don't look great. And for Italy, that was the first time since 2015 that they have outscored a team in the second half of a Six Nations game. They are getting better. Yeah. They are, they're they're going to be a problem for teams very, very soon. They're, they're kind of at that level now, but they're getting very, very good. I'm actually going over to the Irish-Italy game next week. The what? I'm going to You're going to this? Yeah, I'm going across, oh. yeah. yeah. Um, Lovely. So I'm looking forward to that now. Uh, but I'd like... Be sure to, be, be sure to like, boo their anthem. <laughs> I sneak in a load of eggs and just throw them during, <laughs> during one of the best anthems in the world. <laughs> um, yeah, if you don't like the Cadbury's cream egg, the white one, you can throw them. <laughs> throw them. That'd hurt, I reckon, actually. I reckon it would leave a bump. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. But it's, oh, we'll, do you know what? We probably won't talk about that. We'll talk about that next week, I suppose. Um, but yeah, like Italy are improving, like massively. Like they put France, they pushed them. Like I reckon they have, well, I know they've Ireland, Wales, and Scotland left. There's going to be a win in there, like. 
Maybe Wales. Yeah, I, they could have a right crack off Wales. The Wales do not look very good at the moment. Yeah. They'll fancy well, we, might, we might as well talk we might as well talk a little bit, a bit about Wales now at the moment we brought that up. Because the, the rumor going around at present is that the players may strike ahead of the England game. Now what level that strike takes is still open, but um due to the financial um a bit like, a bit like the strike in the first twenty minutes again, sorry. <laughs> Oof. Oh, that's not fair to be that's fair. Rough, if, that's rough. If, that's rough. If, if they're not getting paid or if they're getting fucked over for money, they have every right to strike and they should strike. More power to them. If they're getting fucked over for money for the, from the Red Rugby Union, which it seems like they are. Because I think, was it, was it Ray Lilo or Willis Halaholo? I'm not sure. One, one of those Halaholo, two. I think, yeah. Halaholo, was it? Yeah. Talking about, like, is in the, the stress of being able to provide for his family. This is a dangerous sport. And if these guys aren't I, getting the money that they deserve, that they've signed up and are contracted to get, and they're being asked to stay around in a wing and a prayer, strike. I think the problem is over. Well, there's there's so many problems in Welsh rugby. It's 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 hard to narrow it down to one. But the problem here is that they haven't done it in a timely manner. I think this is a follow-on in terms of Welsh rugby trying to cut its cloth in terms of wages for the players they they potentially don't have the ability to support four full-time teams within that they they're they're coming off the back of covid that they haven't done it and they don't have the support coming to match days to help fund it through themselves through their own ticket sales and things like that like they they made was three point two million pounds worth of profit last year, of turnover of what ninety something million pounds. Yeah. yeah. Um, it seems like the only obvious thing to me, just from the outside, could be complete fucking horseshit, and maybe it is. Um, that they need to start some sort of centrally contracted system because whatever's working for them or whatever they think is working now, it's not working. And well, this this hy- maybe it's a that case hybrid of model, the hybrid model doesn't work yeah it's like because I, I i think the, the private investment interest isn't there and the interest at the gate isn't really there most of the time the commercial side of it that's not really there merchandising isn't really there so you're kind of like that's only ever going to end in trouble but also like under it's, under the new proposals like their contracts will be on average 30 percent less than England, Ireland, or Scottish, or Scottish contracts like, and not only that, but only eighty percent of that is guaranteed. The other twenty percent is like win bonuses, etc., which is bollocks. They are going to have an exodus if that's the case. If you're a senior player, well, not only that, even, yeah. if you're a second or third choice, like you just need to you, you, don't, you don't you don't have, you don't have the. To be honest with you, where do you go? If like. The top players have the opportunity to go somewhere at the very, the very top. Oh, sorry, that's, yeah, Dan, that's, what, like I, that's, Dan, that's what I was saying. Yeah, like yeah, if you're yeah. a second or third choice player, you're kind of like you're you're up a tree, you're up a creek, like. He's yeah. like don't now, here. like they're they're losing even their kind of their their I won't say marquee, but like some of their higher profile, like uh, guys signed from abroad, like Sione Calamafoni, I think is left. He's leaving Scarlets at the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, he is. Yeah. You know, so it's like it kind of it starts a sort of a process of erosion 
that looks like cost cutting, which is fine. But if that starts to take talent elsewhere, then it kind of leaves the, the regions being whipping boys in the URC, which isn't good for anybody. Like it's not good for any team to be at that level. And you hope that young guys come through, they're hungry, you know, they want to stay and, and, and it, it works like that. But it's a, it's a, it's a hope really because it's all about investment and it doesn't have to be much of it there there's um that new uh golf documentary on netflix um i I can't i don't know what it's called like full swing i think it is there's someone on that talking about that uh is it liv uh yeah golf i can't Mm. remember what golf is talking about it but they they opted for it and they made no bones about it they simply said like if you're doing a job and you've been offered to do the same job somewhere else for more money and less time you're going to do it so I mean, these young guys coming through, like it's not enough just to say like you get to play for this team. Like, if if they're getting paid not that much to take the exact same risks that they could be paid way more for two hours down the road in the Premiership or you know a short plane ride across in France or something like that, you're gonna do it. Like it's as simple as that. I suppose the hope is I that think... they keep those guys, that they stay in Welsh contention and then maybe they come back after a few years on beer money if, if if the situation has righted itself or whatever else. But it's, I don't know, it just seems like such a bleak situation at the moment, like where they're losing on the field, which is bad enough, but then everything on off field is just an absolute fucking shit show. Like everything well, on until, field. Until they change their governance and structure, nothing's going to change because they're effectively run by the amateur clubs within Wales. So while you're. Re- while your run and the the amateur clubs have that much power that you can't get proper businessmen in to make prof- decisions about the professional game to get on with it, that screws it up. So I think you've got to sort out the governance. You've got to start sort out. Then they've got a culture issue in there, which you know has been all across the papers in terms of the sexism and misogyny that's been going on within um, the WRU. You then have to look at are they actually going to go in terms of a private model or a centrally contracted model? And the issue is, if they go with a private model, are they going to be fully accepted within the URC still? Because the URC is effectively done on, a, on the back of the power of the unions. So if you separate from that, are they going to have to go somewhere? And that probably comes down to something that they're looking at in terms of that, that tweet that you talked about earlier on there, Tom, which was about Ealing potentially either taking the place of or merging with one of the Welsh unions to get into the URC. Ealing have been denied um, promotion again into the Premiership, so have no no place to go. And are looking at their options. And if they are to come in, the question would be, would they come in as part of the Dragons and line up there? Because that's Welsh. For, that I think, isn't that now pretty much fully Welsh WRU it supported? Is, yeah. yeah. Is whereas the others are joint ventures. So the question is, do they keep the WRU um one as standalone, or do they actually replace one of the, the existing hybrid ones? Speaking of uh the URC, will we get on to the provinces, do you reckon? Yeah, we'll move on to the provinces then. We'll start with the, the games this week. So we're we're back with a full round. So first up on Friday night is Munster against the Osprey, sixth against Big the Monster win. He wants to win. <laughs> um, Ospreys have won three of their last four URC games, with their only defeat and uh, narrow loss to Leinster. 
but they have there's been no Welsh players released back by Gatland for this game. So they'll be um searching the cupboards around the Swansea looking for players to to fill in for this. Um Munster on a good run of form. Um coming good. They have Coombs, Salanoa, Earls, and Healy back from the Six Nation camps. Um I'm gonna go for a Munster win at home. Monster win at home, hundred percent. Monster win at home. I said there <laughs> uh, earlier in the season, I'm back in Monster from now on till the end, and I mean it. Yeah, I will never Monster and Connacht. The I whole beloved way. Monster. <laughs> Connacht's um, away to South Africa was a turning point in my in my, <laughs> in my thought process. <laughs> I thought it was like a robot and just got stuck. No, I'm going connect again. Are you sure, Jeff? Connect again. What? Well, was like... <laughs> what was I thinking? Oh. Who are connect playing? Connect uh, are away to Zebra, aren't they? Yeah, they're away to Zebra. They, sh- they, sh- they should win the They should win the net. Yeah. Zebra, Zebra, this is what it is. Zebra have lost their last 16 games in all competitions and haven't beat Connacht since 2018. Underrated though. <laughs> no disrespect to Zebra, I just don't see them winning this game. All disrespect. We noticed, Jeff. All disrespect. I'm trying, I'm trying to be nice. Have we finished talking about Munster Think. already? <laughs> we just gone, have we just gone there and played the Ospreys? Yeah, move along. <laughs> well, the, the, the we're, fl- news... we're, we're, we're flying through it. We'll be finished in no time. Is... Uh, Leinster uh, win. Okay, that's another one down. <laughs> Another one there. <laughs> we haven't seen this stuff. It's easy. It's flying. Like it. Yeah. Um, the other monster news is Fekitoa leaving at the end of the season. Um, midway yeah. through his contract. Yeah. Oh, a shame, but not a surprise. Yeah. yeah. It like, I won't say that it hasn't worked out yet. Because he's played more minutes for Munster than Charles Natalie in Leinster. Bizarrely. <laughs> I would. I didn't think that myself. But Has bizarrely, he? that's that's true. Yeah. There's Is another there... stat. This stat that you're bringing up yeah, better be good after this. I am under Bizarrely. so much pressure here. Bizarrely, <laughs> but like, it's going to go down so badly. <laughs> it just seems like it just seems like it 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 just um that he didn't settle. That what we were trying to do like didn't suit him. It's Murphy's law though. Like he's going to he's going to he's going to be unbelievable now to the end of the season because that's how these things. Work. Oh yeah. Oh, 100%. But maybe from his own sake as well, because like, like, it's probably a weight off his shoulders too. Yeah. Because like, yeah. this is this is not just Munster going, you're out of here. <laughs> like, this is like a very much like a, a mutual thing where both parties are, are kind of happy enough that they get to move on. But like, not in a sort of a negative way. It's just that it suits both Munster and Fekito, I would say, to head off at, at the end of the season. Yeah. I'm, 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 saying, I'm going to say it's a good thing. Because number one, I think the player has been or seems to have been unsettled um, since he came. Like it's tough too. Like, do you know, moving over with a, a young baby, and do you know, like moving to a new place after being in in Coventry what, for for three seasons, that can be a bit of a shock. Like, it can be a shock to the system. And I, so I think there's that. It can, but it from can a Munster point of view, I think it's very positive, purely in the way that Fekitoa wasn't. A Roundtree signing. Fek- the Fekatoa signing was made before Roundtree was in charge of this. 
and like he wasn't he was he was hired or the, the signing was done while the head coaching position was still being filled so like that had been in place before that job was done so from, like from, you know you, you try and use the guy as best you can but like is in if he doesn't suit what you're doing doesn't suit what you're doing and from that point of view him leaving on a we'll call it a sort of a, a mutual agreement allows the rebuilding process to be sort of sped up a bit by letting him get out a year early and letting Roundtree get in someone who he wants and fits his system potentially better. So I think from that point of view, I think it's a it's a very good decision as it works out for both sides. It opens up the purse strings a little bit then as well. It would do because he would have been on a fairly significant amount of money. He's not he's not playing there for a hot dog and a handshake, that's for sure. <laughs> not like me. <laughs> you just cover my food and I'll play for you, no problem. You, you guys you are get, getting hot dogs? Get, <laughs> you, get, you get three pints and a packet of cheese and onion, that's it. Hey, you guys are getting paid? <laughs> that is a fantastic movie. That answer game, we have to do it. Uh, well, we will open the next one then, which is Glasgow against Ulster on Friday night as well. Oh, it's, that'll be a good. That'll be a good game. That'll be a scrappy game. Yeah, that will be. Should be a bit of niggle in that. Uh, Glasgow can actually. It's fifth against third. Uh, Glasgow can actually overtake Ulster if they get a, a win. Potentially, they need a bonus uh, point to win. They're at home, aren't they? Yeah, that'll be tasty. That'll be uh, very tasty. Ulster, Ulster have Tom Stewart, Jacob Stockdale, and Rory Sutherland back. Um, so, for for purely goes? selfish reasons, I'm hoping for an Ulster win because it might knock a bit of the Taspie out of Glasgow before we play. <laughs> <laughs> um, it'll be very close, though. Glasgow are playing very well at the moment. But again, they'll be down there. A lot of their Scotland crew for that one. True. I think Ulster could possibly be stronger. Um, I'm going to go with a narrow, slender Ulster win. I'm going to go with an Ulster win. I think Tom Stewart will get a try. Can I get an extra point if Tom Stewart gets a try? No. Not a, what, you, why not? You, you give you, them no, to yourself all the time you, anyway. <laughs> I'm just but you so, can't. You, like, you can't. Like, you can't. You can't. No, sorry now. All right. Here, how's this? If he doesn't <laughs> score a try, give me a minus point. That's how confident I am oh, about oh, winning no. this this league. But like to be fair, there, like it's a bit like you can Ulster give my point. You can give you can give my point to Tom. Good. I need all that. I need that. I I need that charity. Tom's <laughs> gonna do a whole Tanya Harding on this. So he's gonna be up in Ravenfield training, and suddenly just an iron bar to Tom Stewart's knee. The I like because you know Ulster and Leinster, their hooker score tries. Like they score lots of tries. Yeah. He's a fucking he's a, he's a he's a tricksy one. Oh, there's another stat here Ulster, now. Yeah, this is this is the other fact. Ulster have have scored the most tries on after six plus phases of play. So they're they're no good at strike plays. It has to be six plus phases to get in. That's because I, I that's no, because, hang on, no, they definitely score more probably more tries than a lot of teams as well, do they? Yeah, they do, yeah. The, the top does, of the phase play. Anyone over six plus phases? Because every, every other team in the country or every other team in the competition is like six phases. Fuck that! Kick the ball. They're just, yeah. they're just, <laughs> they're, they're, the ball they're kicking. 
No. Well, Ulster's like they're normally like they're they're donking through the phases there, like on the try line, like dunk. <laughs> Next one, <laughs> dunk. Like the opposition is like, wait, are you are you still attacking? <laughs> we forgot. We and just mustn't mustn't tuned out and turn her head. And for Glasgow, they they actually statistically have the best red zone attack of the league, scoring points on sixty three percent of their twenty two entries. Oh, you, you got the same URC email that I did, I see. You yeah. did, see? I actually researched my own facts. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh. Now, so this um, is going to be when good. When do we get to hear the big fact? Depends when it comes up. Okay, we're talking about, we're going to go with an Ulster, Ulster win, a patriotic Ulster win. I'll go for an Ulster win. Yeah. Well. And if Tom Stewart doesn't Tom. score a try, I'll give I one guess, one extra point. I give one yes, to Sam. Okay, cool. Brilliant. Let's go. Rooting against Tom Stewart now. Tom I like Stewart it. I don't, I don't score a try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've done Zebra against Connacht on Saturday afternoon. Three for Connacht on that one. And then on Saturday night, it's Leinster against Dragons uh, first versus 15th. Go back, uh, go, can we go back to Connacht? Is there any word on when they're announcing a coaching ticket? Um, no, no idea. Andy, Andy Friend had said this week it's imminent. I believe that they're they're hoping to announce it in the next week or two. Okay. Jeff playing his cards close to his chest there, I see. Just uh, <laughs> or maybe he gets the stat out here, is it? No, no stat. Did you no know spoiler. that? No spoiler. One hundred percent of the next Connacht coaching uh, director of rugby's are called Jeff Neville. Did you know that? <laughs> they got me in because they heard my score more points tactic, and they were like, "If this guy knows that." God knows what like, else he knows. Yeah, what else he knows. And you know what? If he can make the scoring more than the opposition, if he can make that work every week, we'll win. I'm like, sorry, you can't afford every me. trophy. <laughs> can't afford me. I remember once after a league, we finished like mid table or something, and um, we were we were sitting around having a pint. And my cousin turned to me and he goes, "God," and I said, "What?" And he goes, "If we'd won all the games we lost, we'd have won the league." And he was. Dead serious, like he was—he like had a revelation. <laughs> revelation. He was like, "If we'd won all those games, we lost." Jeez, we'd have won the league. And I was like, "You actually had to think about that. You had to pause <laughs> and think to yourself: If you won the games, you would have won the league." <laughs> want, like, no more, that, no more points for Greg. <laughs> if he said that in an Australian accent, <laughs> they would have got him on TV. They would have had him on Virgin Media. <laughs> Matty, Matty. Uh, Matt, Matt. They just won more games. <laughs> it's like you would have won the league. No, it's, it's not Matt, me. You don't refer to we. Everything is we me. with Matty. Oh, come on. Let's move on. I have, anyway. a sta- I, have a, I have a hot stat waiting. Okay, Leinster against Dragons. Um, Leinster win. Leinster win. Three for Leinster. Leinster win. Leinster win there. Yeah. yeah. Dragons are on a, a six game losing streak. Imagine oh, Dragons won this oh, game. You'd have to imagine because they're not, but like, imagine like, like, the world. Like, like oh, imagine dragons are, are a good band, but I cannot imagine dragons winning this game. Terrible joke. Yeah, brutal. Um, you want me to cut I'm trying to you imagine. Go, I would imagine go, dragon. I would imagine go back and cut that out. Imagine dragons winning this game. Maybe that's the full name of the band. They're just going to cut us. <laughs> Drip off the tongue. <laughs> it's just like we need to cut this name down. 
and the dra- they've taken the dragon's bit already, so we'll have to put something <laughs> in front of them. What if you wanted to imagine horses? Can I could I do that? Can I just do that instead? Imagine imagine dragon dragons are scary. Um no, way, more, way more interesting way more interesting than talking about Leinster. Do you have a staff for this game? <laughs> Not for this game, no. Oh fuck. <laughs> I have I have a stat related to news surrounding a Leinster player. That's about it. Oh, okay. Well, I'll cover that off then. Hugo Keenan's new three-year contract. Reese Ruddock, baby. No, yeah, it is. It oh, is Hugo Keenan. What's this? What's this stat? Come on now. All right. So I, I had a thought, right? And Hugo Keenan, in terms of the games he's played for both Leinster and Ireland, right? He's played 51 games for Leinster and he's played 27 games for Ireland. Guess how many he didn't start. So of those 78 games, guess how many games he didn't start. I want to say zero. I'm going to say has he, start, has he started all of those games? He started all but three of those games. And those oh, three games nice. were for Leinster. Any Irish game he's been involved in, he started. He started. He started 27 out of 27 games for Leinster, and he's won 21 of those 27 games. There is an overused I'm not done yet. Tweet. Oh, of the, here we go. Of the 51 games he started for Leinster, or played in for Leinster, sorry, he started 48, right? But of those 51 games for Leinster, he has only lost five. What? So in all no, that his, is that is a very good set. In his professional career, so far he's lost eleven games. <laughs> That's actually very good. I was thinking there's no way that the stat can live up, but it's like it did. <laughs> it did live I, up. I'm, I'm, I know. I'm just thinking like he has a ten percent. Like you, you can look at it a couple. Of, he has. A, he has. He only has a ninety percent win record for Leinster. He's in. Yeah. That's one way of looking at it, I suppose. But you think of the games he's played in. Yeah. He doesn't, like, he's not exactly lining out against Zebra. Like, some of those are, like, European Cup finals or, like, semi-finals. He's only lost five games for Leinster. He's only, and he's lost six games for Ireland. But he's, what struck me was he started every game he's ever been involved in for Ireland. That is mental. His first game was on the left wing. This and they were and they were just like, yeah, you're class. You're just going to go. I was like, back. yes, I would like to subscribe to Hugo Keenan facts. Yeah, started <laughs> first game was on the left. I think his first two games could have been left wing. I'm not too sure, but his debut was definitely left wing. And they were like, yeah, you're unbelievable. So you're just going to start in 15 forever. Yeah, forever. You'll be doing it when you're 40. Yeah. Uh, well deserved of, central and contract. And of by the those way. 78 games, <laughs> he has made a grand total of zero mistakes. I'd say. That's I would say so. I'd that's say it's just, very yeah. close to very that's close to an that. observation, yeah. But a three-year central contract. I don't think anybody was looking at that and going, he doesn't deserve that because he was being so good. No, absolutely Fault, not. Thoughtless. To, like, I mean, I know thoughtless is a big word, but like, he has pretty been. much. Absolutely you know? thoughtless, like, yeah. So we're going like, three, three for Leinster against Dragons? Three, three, for, three for Leinster. Three for Leinster. Um, did you know? Did you know that Leinster have scored the most tries in the opening ten minutes of games than any other team? 
There's another fact. I did. I did not know this. Was that the URC, URC statues? Uh, I don't. I don't believe it was. Yeah, I don't believe it was. That's my fact. That always oh. sent me. <laughs> it's, like if you if you look at that if you look at that statue, I only looked at the monster one and then just closed the email. <laughs> so there could have been really interesting facts on there. It was like I haven't read them. I didn't get to check my email today, so that that just came to me. Is that true? Is that a fact? That, that is, is fact true. Oh wow! Unreal. See how I knew that. Unreal. Owen didn't tell me earlier. Knowledge, <laughs> no, not at all. Right, we we'll move oh. on then to um, Jeff's listener email question of the week. Will I read out the full version, or will I just go for um, a kind of a summarized version? Summarized version. Go for, go for I, summarized I, I have a child to parent. <laughs> yeah, we could be here for fifteen minutes if we read the full thing. Yeah, it's, it was a good question though. Um, it comes. Oh no, from, it was yeah. Yeah, Rory Gaffney, essentially, long story short, was questioning the use of the number 23 jersey because just to, to give a bit of context, okay, like, you know, we all know there can be a 6-2 split or three backs, essentially, and, you know, the 23, if it's a back, you know, traditionally, it's usually a back three player kind of a thing. Like, you would usually assume it's a back three player. But he said, you know, he was talking about the second half of the France game, um, Hansen had an excellent game, did lots and lots of work, chasing long kicks, but he just looked really tired in the second half. Um, whereas, you know, the 23 jersey was Aki, which meant McCluskey was coming off, even though McCluskey looked like he could have gone on a bit longer. So just kind of questioning, I suppose, the use of the 23 jersey. Like, in my opinion, when I, like, just when it comes to 23, I think if you go 6 2 split, you could be up a creek straight away. If you go. 5-3, I mean, someone could get injured, bang, and it just ruins everything. Like, you really need a lot of luck, I think. Not a lot of luck, but, like, there is an element of luck when your bench goes the way you see it going. And, like, we've seen games where forwards had to go on the wing, etc. Or you might have gone your traditional 6-3, but a 10 might get injured five minutes into the game. And suddenly you're thinking, okay, now we're just kind of plugging holes and the plan goes out the window. I think with Aki at that 23 jersey, it's because Ireland's back three do so well and they're incredibly fit. You look at Lowe, he's almost like a second playmaker and he takes a lot of, I suppose, crash balls. You look at Hansen in the air, just what he can produce. And then you've Keenan, who plays a lot of 80 minutes, like a lot of 80 minutes. So, I mean, if you look at Ireland, then physically in that back line, who's taking the most brunt? Probably 12. So just to be able yeah, to keep and that ticking over. By the way, the guy who had the most breakdown entries for the outside backs, Stuart McCluskey. Yep. So he would have been burning. He might not have looked tired, but he would have had a big work rate in this game that they would replace like for like with Aki because Aki does very similar. His breakdown work is very similar. But McCluskey, I think that's been the biggest plus for him has been that that aspect of the game um, duplicating up. And I think that Aki covers all of that and it's like for like so that keeps Ireland's system running in a way that I think keeps everybody relatively fresh because like wingers getting tired I don't believe it <laughs> tough <laughs> I, I think what have, you, what have you to be doing kicking tough. the ball you're tired from kicking the ball you have two legs just use the other leg use, use your leg <laughs> You can't kick with you can't kick with the boat legs. What are you doing with training? 
He's standing around. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that it like Ireland's workload more focused on midfield for the most part. Um, and certainly on 12. So I think that's why they've tended to use Aki there for the most part. I I like, well, I, I suppose when you look at the 23 jersey, you you have to make a decision. You have to look for flexibility from someone, whether it's either on the pitch or off, off the bench, because you need someone who can cover all of the outside backs or the ability to cross cover it from where you, from where you have it. So when you have the likes of, you know, whether it's a Crowley or a Carberry who can cover 10, 12 or 10, 15, you, you then with someone like with putting Aki on the bench gives you other options because he can play 12 or 13, but you're then your flexibility comes from being able to move ring, ring rows onto the wing and do it there. The other option is that you put Jimmy O'Brien, great player, by the way, lovely jawline lovely yeah. jawline fabulous player you have the yeah. flexibility off the bench that he can go fit into any of those positions pretty much from it um, start at 10 feet as well start at 10 yeah oh you know he, he should be starting at 10 against Italy you know that's fired um, but the one thing that I think Aki brings off the bench is the sort of the energy and the physicality into the rooks. It's almost like having hybrid six two five three split. Yeah, he is. He kind you of know, he's a he's almost like an open side flanker to a certain to a certain extent. Yeah. The way he plays, the way the way like, he hits it's the like rooks a five and, and, and a half, two and a half. Impact. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think that's that's <laughs> the sort of the benefit of having him there. There you go. I'm glad we had someone with the maths there. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, no, um, if if anybody don't else, ask me to do maths, please. <laughs> anyone? I've been cursed like, to create content. Please don't make me use maths. <laughs> I'm lucky. If anyone would like their question discussed on air, you can send us a question to provincialstateofmind at gmail Send in your question, and we'll pick them at random, and we'll discuss it at the end of the podcast. That's all I had to we'll say. We'll round it up there, was, folks. Thank yeah. you very much for listening to our ramblings and for supporting the podcast. Please do rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you listen, as it really helps. And also be sure to share it on social media. Hope you have a good week, and the three of us will be back next week to chat again.